I can't go to cool.com because that is something else. I'll go to kingdomofloathing.com. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday night. It's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, your host, Jake. And also me, Riff. And I'm your third host, Hot Stuff. How's it going, guys? Okay. Pretty good. I'm finally over my cold. Are you? Well, I don't know. My throat still hurts and I'm still coughing and I still have a discolored uh, mucus Mm. coming out of my nose. You still have a cold, but you've had it for long enough that you're just so over it. This, this is, is just, just life I, now. This is just hit my life now. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's like when you go camping for long enough that you're like, yep, yeah, I live in the woods. <laughs> it's always been this way now. Ah, uh, guys, what's new? Uh, uh, started a land I, war with Asia. Oh, it's you're not a bad supposed idea. to do that. Yeah. I know, I know. But one of the classic blunders. Whatever. A battle of wits with. I don't remember that actor's name. Shit. Fazzini. It's it's a it's a good name. The actor's it name is yeah. Sean something. Of the dead. It is Wallace Sean. Ah, there you go. You're right. His brother Sean Wallace. <laughs> we we proposed uh, today a, a a duo of villains, uh, the twin brothers, <laughs> Snake Eye Dick and Dick Eye Snake. <laughs> um, we didn't really propose that. But they proposed to each other, so it is a, yeah, it's, it's a good weird. story anyway. Uh, and that's legal now, so I guess. It's even Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> they said it's it's they made it legal for siblings to Yeah, get for married. siblings to. Hmm. 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 I uh somehow I think maybe it was from looking up Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, I wanted to know whether or not he is a homosexual. Uh I ended up on the Wikipedia article that was list of notable cousin marriages. And there's a lot. Okay. It really, biologically, it's not that big a deal to marry your first cousin. Like, there is, there is like a 4% chance instead of a 2% chance of any regressive genetic condition coming out if you're both carriers. So there is that. It's like not ideal, but it's really not, it's like really just a social taboo. I mean, if you're both, well, I mean, I guess it depends on how many genes are involved, but if you're both. I guess it depends on, yeah. I, I, yeah. Wouldn't it be a 25% chance if you're both carriers in most cases? I don't exactly know what that thing that I read meant. Okay. I mean, there are so many things that are way more than just one gene, right? So. Right. Who knows? And I don't know what the actual specific things are that are even the concern with inbreeding. I mean, because there's definitely like some shit happens with like siblings, right? Like that you're definitely not supposed to do. Yes. And like your own children, which is also just fucked up for its own reasons, right? Those taboos make a little bit more sense just from a evolutionary standpoint. Well, and but like also don't the, marry poop. Is it is it just <laughs> recessive traits that that is the problem? Like we carry all of these we carry all of these genes for things that didn't adapt well. Some things, if you, there are some things where having a recessive version of a gene is advantageous evolutionarily, right? I mean, like sickle cell anemia, having that, carrying that, but not having the symptoms. Oh, sure. Makes you much more likely to survive malaria. Right. Right. And so it's just like when it happens to pop up as a regressive trait, it becomes really problematic. Okay. Um, but I think there's other things like that that we just don't know about. I, I did 23 in me recently, and there's just this big list of like things that aren't wrong with me. 
Also, I'm 99.6% white dude. Mm. No, no light shed. I thought maybe I would turn out I was, you know, one sixteenth Cherokee. So that I could finally get those scholarships I deserve. Right. It's like, when are mostly white European middle-aged men going to get a fair shake in this world? <laughs> My dad did that test. And, and yeah, similarly, it was like 99% uh, British Isles and then like a tiny fraction of a percent uh, Pacific Islander. Hmm. Which, which turned out to be a surprise because we weren't aware of because my both my parents are into like genealogy and neither of them were aware of any Pacific Islanders in the background. But well, they could be pretty far out. At yeah, that percentage, yeah, at right? That percentage, like, who can say? Yeah, you know, maybe the, the maybe he he had an imperialist uh, ancestor who went native. And then went back. <laughs> I mean, I heard once you go native, you never go back. But I don't think that that's actually true. You just need to bring a native back, right? And then. Sure, that's true. Yeah, then who knows? Then then there's all sorts of Pacific Islander all over the place. Yeah. Just everywhere you go. Every time a Pacific Islander leaves fingernail clippings sitting in a damp environment, it just grows another Pacific Islander. Yep. God, that would oh, be no, horrifying. <laughs> mm. Every time you cut your nails and knew you grew somewhere. <laughs> telling you, you got to read uh, Treason by Orson Scott Card. Although I think nails did not do that for this one guy. But a significant portion of his body would grow a new him. Could you? Could he cut, cut himself in half and have two of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, if he survived the cutting in half. Oh, he has to kind of survive it. Wait, but could he cut off his arm and have two hymns? I don't remember. Okay. He could cut off his arm and get a new arm. Right. Okay. I don't know what happened to the arm. I don't know if the arm grew a new him or not. I think as a plot point, eventually some significant chunk of him grows a new him. Hmm. It'd be fully grown. It would probably have clone madness, like Joris Kabouth. Like what? <laughs> like Joris Kabouth. I think it was like a fucked up clone of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars Extended Universe. Oh, what? okay. Like, what like is with the, all of the like clones? The Luke and Luke. <laughs> Luke and Luke. God. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> was, this, was, the extra, was the third extra you, Luke, a clone of the second extra you, Luke? Yeah. yeah. It's like that. Did you see that video of the copies of copies of copies of VHS tapes oh, yeah. and the signal degradation yeah. over time? It's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't listen to it, so I didn't hear it, if there was any audio. It just got more and more muffled until it just became noise. I mean, it wasn't like... Did you see the one that was that was like that, except it was... What was it? It was like people acting out a scene, and then somebody else describing the scene to somebody else, who would then act out that scene as described. It was like video telephone. Mm. And so, and and it just got weirder and weirder as as you kept watching the video and seeing each subsequent skit. That seems like a cool idea. Yeah, I like that. You'd you'd need a lot of people, you know, because you wouldn't be able to do it like right. again because right. you'd remember what it was like the first time. That's true. It'd be good. It'd be good for like a theater class or like a theater department or something at a college, or just a bunch of amateurs. They could all, they could be amateurs in college. Because the worse that you are at acting, the more it's going to get butchered. And the worse the person describing it is at speaking and forming <laughs> sentences, the, the more interesting the game of telephone is going to be. Sure. 
Did did either of you guys ever play that uh, telestrations, like that formalization of Broken Picture Telephone that got published as a board game? As a board game? Yeah. Broken no. Picture Telephone was a, a game that we would play sometimes in the sort of like blank white card era where you would draw something and then you would hand it to the next person in line and then they would describe it in words and then they would pass that description to the next person in line who mm. would draw it. And you so you ended up with just a chain of, you know things getting weirder and weirder if you draw something say something mm -hmm. if you play draw something say doritos because it's all doritos after the zynga acquisition does does doritos own zynga uh is it one of i mean in some ways you know i mean funco or whatever deep, the 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 snack companies with deep pockets really own everything hmm. big big chip <laughs> <laughs> oh i, I know a, him i went to high school with him <laughs> yep those uh the, that's what they call uh valuable stocks blue chip stocks i see because mm -hmm. it's a combination of blue-blooded americans and uh healthy american corn chip snacks mm. is that why the are, blue corn chips cost so much more mm -hmm. are blue chips the most valuable ones at the casino yeah okay i think black chips but then there's probably gold chips and then there's those weird ingots that they start giving yeah, you for you really rectangular things high what amounts yeah these weird like little brick things never even the, seen they're those. like ten thousand dollar ones or whatever huh yeah it's pretty cool it's really it's just they're trying to make it so you can't run off with them they're really really heavy they weigh like <laughs> thousands of pounds <laughs> oh, it's like there's depleted big uranium mill wheels <laughs> yeah but they just um they just have a guy jump on it until it's really small <laughs> and so it weighs the same but it takes up way less space <laughs> You guys, physics. Yep. Uh, Shamu says, hello, Loathing Legion generals. You're probably going to be inundated with Batfellow questions this week. So, I'll, you know, curiously, no one has said anything about Batfellow at all. <laughs> uh, so I'll ask about the Robin instead. The Robin is the first no-strings combo of the stat game plus item drop types in the game. Is this combo for a familiar still the Wombo combo, in your opinion? And what was your reasoning behind giving it the additional Robin's egg drops? I'm not complaining, obviously. I'm just curious about your game design process. Make a hamburger out of dollars. Buy a hamburger with meat. Um... No, I mean, a, a volley fairy is not broken anymore. In like, fact, people said this familiar is garbage yeah, on the, it's, on the it's, forums. Uh, it's so. useless garbage, and no one would ever or should ever use it for anything ever because it's useless, terrible garbage. Um, I think it's, I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, I gave it, so I just did, I did a search for a list of 50s and 60s rock songs and you know what one outlier i found on that list margaritaville the 1977 uh jimmy buffett classic did not belong on that list is it is it that or did he just rip it off wholesale from oh, a, man it was the a cover 50s. of a frankie valley song yeah yeah um no i mean i just you know it was a 20 dollars familiar that didn't drop spleen so i was like oh i'll make it seem like a powerful thing that we haven't done and that was fine and then the eggs were just like like what i wanted what i was going for with this is like this is a familiar that you might buy a new person to just like hey here's an awesome thing that, that just has these like quality of life like not you're right that the food and the booze and stuff are not amazing but the combat items really useful against bosses the 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 when you use it as a potion it's you know handy for survivability if you don't really know what you're doing the food and booze is better than stuff that you're going to find on in the toilet um <laughs> you know and and you know it says holy x player name that's funny 
was hilarious. Uh, selling way better than the Batfellow comics uh, at this point. I mean, way more of the Batfellow comics have sold. That's tr- true. <laughs> not not a factor of 20, no. Yes, but. not a factor of 20. Um, you know, so what I've learned from that is uh, the less work I put into something, the more people will buy it. I don't think that's true. I don't think so either. Um, you know, there's a, there's some criticism in the forums of the model that I chose. And, I mean, you know... I. I don't know that you, Hot Stuff, necessarily thought it was a good idea. I was not, I was not psyched about it, but I, I was up for the idea as an experiment. Yeah, I don't think that it's going to pay off. You know, I, it's hard to it's say. Super right? hard like, to say. It. So many more people played the Spelunky game than played the Grimstone games, but so many fewer people bought the Spelunky Familiar than the Grimstone Golem, and I don't know exactly why that is i mean when i brought it up on in dev they were like well the grimstone golem had a bunch of ascension relevance because the some of the games had ascension relevance which is a thing that i i mean i guess we did that on purpose yeah right? we'd like a little bit of here stuff here and there i which i don't i don't really like the idea that part of a run if you're getting the most out of your run is to like run a script to play the cinderella minigame in a specific way right like i don't like something like that that would be cumbersome if you had to do it manually sure is a thing that I don't like I don't love that as a thing right like the reason that we put the Leno machine in the arcade is so that you wouldn't be forced to play one of the arcade games from the rogue program in order to get your allotment of stuff for the ascension relevant part of it right you know? <sighs> but what if it what if you were playing a game that wasn't the Cinderella game where it wasn't always just rote, right? Like you had to respond to. Yeah. I mean, I can see that depending on how much time it takes. I also really like the idea of a content familiar that's divorced from Ascension relevance because that lets us make it what we want it to be rather than, you know, make it what it is constrained by Ascension relevance to be. Well, so, I mean content that is divorced from KOL entirely, which is almost what Batman is, right? Because it, it, yeah. it comes back in, in terms of having some rewards and drops and stuff like that. Um, but they go to Hanks and that was a deliberate choice, right? Like you don't sure. have to, you don't, I did not want a situation where you had to donate and run, play a Batman to get, get the get reward a specific thing. instead of pulling it. Sure. Like, I mean, right. And I think that, I think that is a, a wise choice. Um, uh, but it, people like somebody did make the point, like w- at some point, why are these games inside of KOL? Like, why don't we have a little portal where you can play our little mini games? Well, because that's where our audience is. And outside of the scope of KOL, I don't think anyone would pay for it. You know, it's, so it's, it's not fun enough on its own to be paid for. You don't think, it has it needs some context right like the spelunky game has kol as a context because of the leaderboard rewards this has kol as a context because of the rewards that you get just for finishing it and also i mean kind of the leaderboard rewards but you know less so right um I mean, sure, that's a good point. I mean, uh, like, I, I mean, I'm just, th- I'm just sort of talking through stuff because I don't have a strong opinion. I, I, I and don't, like, I don't either. I mean, like, re- 
I don't know that I would pay a dollar to play this Batman game. Like, I really don't. You know, I would pay two million meat. Right. Which is a thing, right? And that's... And I think a lot of people will do that, and I think it'll be fine. I think that there has not been much of a secondary market for Uncle Bucks. Right. And so people don't think of that as being like that. No one would have bat an eye at us selling this thing for three million meat. Right. Right. But it, it, I, I, I think that the thing to do might be to stop doing yearly content familiars or yearly content vectors like this for sale because they are so much more work than an item of the month and they sell like a shitty item of the month. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Robin is going to turn out to be a great investment of time for money because it's going to sell like a shitty item of the month, but it took four hours to make. They, I mean, they sell less than a regular item of the month, but they also cost twice as much. So, well, but I'm saying I'm, I'm looking at the dollar amount. So. Oh, okay. Like, you know, people, they, it, it kind of sucks. There's a lot of psychological things going on with the reaction to this. I mean, part of it is like, well, I don't want to spend a dollar on this if I don't know exactly how to get the absolute most out of it, which like, that's an optimizer mindset. The forums are self-selecting for that mindset. So that's hard to, I can to definitely judge. empathize yeah, with so can I. that though. Like, you know, the, the notion that this feels a lot like a, like an iPhone game that you have to pay to keep playing or whatever is definitely one that I can empathize with. Cause I, that's something that I'm not excited about. Like I want to pay my money up front and then be able to play it as many times as I want. Sure. But I mean, the value proposition for our users is so different, right? I mean, our users who would pay $10 for an item of the month that we made would not pay $10 for that same content if it were a standalone iPhone game. True. Right. And so I, I don't think that I don't think that those value comparisons are helpful. No, but the, the, I mean, the, the mentality, the like the player reaction to them, I think is, is yeah. telling and it's, you know, I mean, so these things have value because they cost something. The books that let you play the Spelunky game are worthless now. Right. Because I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the problem here is that we've kind of been hoist by our own generosity petard in the past, right? And so we just probably just can't get away with doing something like this. You know, nobody cared. Nobody was like, wow, fuck you, cash grabby assholes. Boosty juice is no way worth a dollar, right? Because they don't want boosty juice. So it's like, ah, okay, I'm mad that this costs a dollar because this is too valuable, which is a hard... It's a it's it's a it's weird a hard nut to crack, right? Like part of it, I think, is uh, so like some valid, some sort of valid, sort of emotional points at the very least is uh, a player expectation, right? Because like people are expecting the standard thing, which we've done for years and years, which is a content familiar, and sure. they like they donate at the beginning of the month with that in mind, and then we come out with this thing, which is not that at all, and so there's that sort of just disconnect. Um, somebody How, said did that I not ever. I could you, have sworn that I mentioned on the radio. Oh, yeah, I believe you did, what, but not everybody. Not everybody year was going to be. Shows. Yeah, right. But so it, like, like I, but it was weird. Like nobody said that, and that, which made me think maybe I didn't. I think you had. I think we had talked about it, but maybe not. I don't. I mean, I think you had said that it was going to be a different mechanism, but you did not elaborate on what that was. Yeah. Um, I thought I had. I thought I had. I thought I had spelled out what I was planning. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember if we did that on the radio or just 
just yeah, talking about it. I don't know. Um, so my my response to to that, and I, sorry to no, do fine. this midpoint, but it, if you want us to continue doing the exact same thing that we have always done, even though it is not worth the time to do anymore because continuing to do the same things that we have always done are, is just resulting in a decline in revenue and an increase in the amount of time that we have to spend making the items that we're selling. Things just get more and more elaborate on our end. And like, like, I'm sorry, but we just can't keep doing the same thing because it's not working anymore. Right. And part of it is just the natural life cycle of, of a game, right? Like of, of a thing like this. And it's, we need to be able to change it up a little bit to just be able to try and see if we can, you know, get a little bit more money out of people. Like we have to try selling things to see what people want to buy. And if people just, you know, People don't want to buy this. They don't want to buy this. Like so many of the concerns about it are like, uh, it's going to be gone and then they'll be really expensive. Okay. So buy some and then you'll have some and then you can sell them for a lot. Like it's nobody. No one says this about items of the month. Yeah, that's, that's weird. And, and like, I guess you could argue that, well, an item of the month people think of as like a durable good. It's, it's that plus, uh, people are talking about, for whatever reason, people have the notion that like zones with writing and stuff in them is, a, is this sort of sacred cow that we've never locked behind dollar like gate before. Right. Because everything up till now has had some sort of free some unlocker, tradable, some tradable way to get to yeah, it. tradable. Sorry, not free, but some some tradable unlocker that people can right. sell and generate in perpetuity. I mean, the one argument that I can't that like I understand the emotional reason that people will make it. They say, "Well, I was all ready to give you twenty dollars for an infinite amount of this, but I'm not ready to give you a dollar for one of them." Well, like. I would gladly go to the store and give them $20 for an infinite amount of beer, but it doesn't work that way. Like, fucking of course I would. Sure. You know? Like, it... Yeah? I I don't know if the average person who bought a Spelunky guy played Spelunky more than 20 times. Right? And so there's this expectation that because you can't do it infinitely that your loss for not being able to do it infinitely is infinite fun. When in fact, it probably would have been cheaper for you to pay a dollar for every time you played Spelunky. It just feels different. And that feeling is real as I'm not, uh, you know, I, I like, I cannot, yeah, I cannot say that anybody is wrong for feeling the way that they feel about this, but it, there are easily identifiable cognitive biases at work in the emotional reactions to a lot of this stuff. And I'm curious how it plays out in the fullness of time. You know, yeah, and that's, I'm curious that's how many of like, these we sell on December 31st. Oh, sure. Right. Which is kind of where the, the speculator market, which goes. sucks 
you know, I mean, it sucks for us in terms of like knowing what to do. I, there's a part of me that just wants to stop doing yearly content familiars. Like the, the, like just the extent to which my last six or seven Decembers have just been fucked in half by the stress of all of the shit that has to get done at the same time on this game is really getting old, you know? And this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend some time relaxing with my loved ones and have some holidays. So all that meant was that January was also fucked in half by the stress of having to get all this extra shit done. And it's like, given that the yearly familiars sell like a shitty item of the month, like, why are we doing it at this point? Sure. You know, why not save that energy you know, make some, make some free shit in KOL. Like, spend half of the time to make 0% of the money <laughs> and just make fun stuff that can just be whatever. And then nobody can be mad about what it costs because it costs nothing. Right. Like almost everything, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm stressed out and I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about the sustainability of the current model where it used to be back in the day when we had the luxury of being able to do this, we tried to spend 90% of our time working on free stuff in the game and 10% of our time working on paid stuff. And it has easily just flipped at this point you think? because an item of the month takes so long to make and take so much work that it just uses up, even if it doesn't use up all of the time, it just uses up all of the like juice for KOL, hmm. you know? And that combined with the fact that they're selling less, like, like, and it's especially pernicious because it interferes with our ability to like work on the new game, which is a thing that potentially like keeps the company afloat if it does kind of well right right and there's the danger of it making that game take three times as long to develop as it should which it easily is if we did not have kol to work on you know again i'm not saying that west of loathing would be done but it would definitely be further imagine how far we would be on that if that's all we had had to do for the last six months sure you know like and You know, it's just like, what do we do? Like, what do we do when we have three items of the month in a row that, like, don't sell enough to make payroll? Like, do we just fold up? Like, do we just quit working on KOL and... Get jobs. Get jobs. Try to find... I mean, we don't have to get jobs for a little while, right? I mean, we've got... We've got reserves. I am real reluctant to, like... So here's the thing that I'm real reluctant to do. Like sell a house at a loss to make payroll for another couple months. Right. Like I just don't want, I love you guys, but I, that's would be idiotic. Right. To think that suddenly, all right, well, we'll turn it around. We'll figure out in two months how to, how to turn it, turn it around and, you know, make KOL a going concern again. It's, I don't think we can do that. You know, you know, and th this is where the peanut gallery is like, well, why don't you advertise? Well, why don't you advertise peanut gallery? <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, they do, KOL, but K they only advertise their photographs of peanuts. KOL was 
a game on the web at a time when there were not a bajillion other games on the web in the same way with the same sort of depth and humor and stuff like that. And now there are smartphones with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of different games to play. So it's, it is much tougher for KOL to have the same kind of traction. But even at the same time, I mean, the things that succeed now succeed because they get cool, right? Because they they, get what? They get cool. Like they get cool for a minute. Like it's, you know, I mean, some things it's like eh, Angry Birds, probably a lot of marketing. It's also a good game, right? Nominal. It was also earlier. It was earlier, but I'm like, I mean, I don't know that Clash of Clans is cool. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. They advertise a lot. Yeah. Like 60% of their income is spent, is just immediately spent back out on acquiring new users. But I wonder how, you know, I wonder how long that's going to last. I, yeah, not, not so not long. Not 13 years. No, totally not. You know, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like it, and you know, KO was cool for a minute, got a critical mass of people is good. You know, it's a thing that people get into. Like, you know, we just, we have fans, we have dedicated fans who will continue to buy the things that we sell. There's a part of me that wonders, like, are there enough people who are cool with a, not even like a 2004 style item of the month, but are there enough people who are okay with a 2008 caliber item of the month that we could just make stuff that was like that? I mean, I think you can probably make stuff for KOL for another 10 years. Yeah, but I want to, the, the, the life I love is making video games with my friends. Well, and sure. I can't and I think to get on the road. I again. think that's the thing that's going to have to change. I think, you know, I don't want it to change. Well, I, I can't lose you because then I would have to do my own taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have to hand the stuff to the accountant myself. Yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, I would just stop keeping track of all the things that you keep track of and probably only spend a little bit of time in jail. Compared to the amount that I spend in jail now. That's true. Glebe says, can Mr. Store have that right-click quantity box? I want to buy comics faster. Batman rules, by the way. No! Uh, I haven't gotten around to doing any standard runs this year, but I sure love me some Batmans. Well, thanks, Glebes. See, I think Glebes is a true super fan. I bet <laughs> Glebes, would, Glebes would give us however much money for whatever. I bet. Glebes, we love you. And we love people like Glebes, who are nice. Uh, 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 says a lot of people, Mathematical's a good dude too. Uh, a lot of people have very strong opinions on the Batfellow content. Here's mine. It's great. It's very fun and well-written. It also makes a ton of sense from a mechanic standpoint and the optimization puzzle is the correct level of difficulty. Leaderboards are generously distributed so the players of all skill levels have a chance of getting kingdom relevant stuff like the Bat Boomerang. The top prize is still there for competitive folks and doesn't actually affect main gameplay and the cost per comic means that super leaderboard squatting is highly unlikely to happen. In addition to that, getting every great item out of this thing costs less than 20 bucks. I don't understand all the butthurt loathers crying cash grab. With that said, I hope there's an opportunity for a comic series to come out every year and for Melvin to start accepting Uncle Bucks for back issues. Also, we're Where's my Batfellow avatar potion? Yeah, that's a good... How would how that, where would not, that even be? How did we not do that, though? Well, I mean, but I don't... That's but not, I mean, it could just be something. You could just get an item. I What? Maybe... Did we put a avatar Emmanuel potion on the jokester? Yeah. 
that's dumb because there's an outfit that gives that avatar already. Oh, I that didn't realize that avatar. Yeah, so why I didn't don't know we that make the that a Batman. I didn't realize that that just gave his. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why don't we make that a Batman avatar? Uh, sure. His his Manuel potion is. is it's a joke. Sure. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah, that's doable. Valmo says, are there any plans to make the Batfellow content available on a permanent basis? If there were a hypothetical Batfellow omnibus that could be added to the bookshelf to play the content once a week, I'd be very interested to give you $20 for such an object. I'd still see me tossing some Uncle Bucks as well as supplement weekly plays. Batfellow is a really fun little game on the whole, so thank you for making it a thing that exists in KOL. I mean, I had proposed the idea of as a reward for playing the Batfellow game 20 times, you got the ability to play it for free once a week. The commemorative edition or something. Yeah. And that is a thing that I could do, I think, without I think if I suddenly put a thing in for twenty bucks in Mr. Store that was like you get a Batfellow comic every day, that would upset people who Sure. That would upset the people who've already supported us the most. Do we do we track how many times someone has played it beyond eleven at this point? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it um there's the the leaderboard records. I mean that's how I know how many people have played Spelunky, because it's like you know, it's just in the like tens of thousands of games. So it's like it's the the row that gets generated in the table when you finish it doesn't ever get culled. I see. There's a table that is how many villains you defeated and how much time you had left if you beat the jokester and all that stuff. So yeah, like we definitely know. And I mean, it could just show up in a K mail, you know, and then everybody who's already done it would get it. And, and you know, maybe that would maybe that would calm people down. It's like, well, okay, if you do twenty of these, if you spend twenty dollars on this then you can play you it once a week inf- forever you get an infinite amount of it i that seems totally like, reasonable you, to me like, it's like a get, much slower trickle of the you free get once, content yeah, than one a week i think would yeah be. would you just get a comic kmld once a week or would you i don't know we had because those are tradable yeah we i mean i think that i would make it a non-tradable yeah that's a access good, that's a very good question you just get it we just make a new we make an untradable version of it that just does that starts the same thing yeah yeah Anyway, so I, I could see doing that. And I mean, that's one of those things that's like, well, this is equivalent now to us just having made it a familiar, but you're not going to feel that way. Like, so. People might, though, honestly, like that might clear up 80% of the qualms that people have with it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they react to this. Uh, we'll see how they react to the transcript of all of the things that right, I said. Most um, people don't listen to the actual audio. Yep. Uh, Vernacio says, hey guys, Batfellow is really fun. I've only played one game so far, but the minigame felt like a neat microcosm of KOL. How much work was Batfellow? Do you think there's a viable market for separate games using the KOL engine? Because between Batfellow and Spelunky, it seems like there's some cool stuff you could do using this model. I mean, Batfellow is like three weeks of sustained effort. Yeah. Um, and a lot of time spent thinking about it prior to that. Spelunky was less work largely because you were just aping a existing yeah the game. source material sort of determined what everything was and then i only had to decide what it did which was is just easier you know i mean yeah it's just easier uh even though a lot of what it does is very very different from what it does in in spelunky like yeah and i don't know you know it's hard to like render out a copy of the KOL engine, right? That Because there's a lot of moving parts, many of which are not necessary for 
one of these mini games, but many of which are. I mean, Spelunky still used inventory and stuff, right? Like the the thing that throws you into like the the what's internally called a limit mode, which is like Spelunky game or a Spelunky game or fellow. or uh, uh, we also use it for like Ed when you're in the underworld, okay, right? Because you need to be able to do stuff, but like you can only go to certain shops. You can't go to all of the shops that would be accessible to you the way that you normally can because KOL doesn't really have a location. You know, so limit mode, there's a limit mode that's just Ed Underworld that only lets you in the places that Ed is allowed to go before he re rebodies himself. Um, it's really flexible, right? Like it, we can do one that's like, all right, well, this is like the normal, you know, we could do a limit mode where it's like, all right, you can only go to zones that have an R in them or whatever, <laughs> like we do all kinds of stuff. Um, Batfellow is way more restricted because you don't have the normal combat UI, right? All you have is some conditional skills. The things that would normally in KOL be combat items, I just made skills to simplify the interface. Um, you can go to your inventory. Like, it, it doesn't actually stop you from going to inventory, but nothing in there does anything. Um, you can URL force all sorts of things, but it, it was fun making an entirely new UI. Um, for it, like overriding the top menu was like, oh, this is cool. This just sort of lets you know what's important about this. Having your inventory in front of you all the time because there's only like a dozen items is neat. Right. Let's see. Uh, Disc Death says, Hi, John, Ron, and Hanston. I'm really liking the Batfellow minigame, and I'm in complete support of the pricing model on it. I'm happy to pay more money to support the game I love, and when you consider that a play is one quarter the price of a coffee from Starbucks, it's not too bad. However, the thing that worries me a bit is the idea that it's paid content, which will eventually vanish from the game altogether. I know that's already true of the antique stuff, but this is considerably more of a thing than any of those. Will there still be a way to get these after 2016? I mean, that's also an excellent question, you know? I mean, I mean, if you're going to get rid of content familiars, there's no reason to take this away, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, eventually, maybe there's like a back room of Mr. Store. Mr. Store, yeah. Uh, let's see. As long as we tell people, as long as we make a decision and tell people so that they don't feel like they've foolishly invested or whatever, then I'm I'm fine with whatever decision we want to have on that. Uh, Sao Sage says, you always say that you want gift items to be treated as gifts. Why don't you make it easier and more fun to send gifts? It would be cool to have a nice clicky interface for sending gift items at the gift shop and for gift items to have a send link in inventory. I mean, the send link could just take you to the gift shop. Yeah, there is an interface for sending gifts. It's just real weird and cumbersome and antiquated and doesn't, it's not restricted to just gift items. You can put gift items in those packages right you know um i i do kind of wish that like i wish that gift items were not items with their contents stored in a weird sort of limbo escrow table yeah right that's, that's Weird and awkward. What I wish that I had done, and I think it's probably not worth retrofitting this for, for various reasons too. Like, it, like gift items are less of a thing than like K mailing items in terms of like this lets your inventory get touched by another player, right? Which is a thing that I would never do now. What I wish we had done was just made it so when you K mailed people stuff, 
they had to actually go click on it in the K-mail to, to get it. the items. And the gift shop just put a layer of obfuscation in front of it that you paid for that was wrapping paper or whatever. Right. Because making a new gift box item is huge pain in the ass. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I just haven't done it in years because it is, it's such a weird, there's so many places that shit has to live. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that at this point it makes sense to really think about that much. And plus, I mean, there are those like bots for getting around the non sellability of gift items and stuff. I mean, you're just not like, I can't make you guys think something is nice. You know, like, I, like I can't, I can't just by fiat decide this is a thing that you will send to people that you like and not a thing that you will sell to people that you want their money. Because right. some of you want that and you're going to get it. Like I can't. We made it so that you could put them in trade offers. Didn't we? At some, did at some we point? eventually? I think we capitulated on that. Yeah. Well, Skojar says, I'm using barrel smashing to teach my toddler how to work a mouse. Thanks. <laughs> good. Edutainment. Wow. That's, that's a skill I hadn't even thought about that I'd just don't even remember when I acquired it. Yeah, I mean... Like, typing I had classes for, but you don't have a mousing class, right? Is it is it just so intuitive that everyone just understands it on a deep level? Yeah, I mean, when Steve Jobs invented the mouse, he was really onto something. <sighs> um, I... Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I was in high school before I had a computer that had a mouse, I think. So... You'd think I would remember that. I mean, I remember a lot of things <laughs> about high school, you know. Sure. I think I took some classes. I ate a lot of uh, soft pretzels. <laughs> okay. Um, there was a lawn. Yeah, you'd think I would remember learning to use a mouse. <laughs> there was a lawn. I kind of, uh, yeah, I did donuts on it once in my friend Chris's car. Okay. You had to get through a real narrow uh, walkway between two pillars uh, where the car actually sort of touched both sides at once, which meant that it was real likely that we would have gotten stuck there and then had to like, call the cops to rescue and then arrest us. <laughs> it's good. Um, the car touched both sides? Yeah. It might have just been the mirrors and we were freaked out. By that, yeah, that makes sense, right? The mirrors stick out away. Yeah, they're like the ears of the little brother on Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yes, I, that's what uh, car mirrors were modeled after. Actually, um, Henry Ford had a television that was tuned to <laughs> the seventy future. years in the future. Yep, and he was like, "Huh, that kid's ears look convenient. <laughs> what if we attach mirrors to the back of them and then put him on the hood of the car? Now wait." Let's skip the middleman, because he, he won't be born for 65 years. It was almost called the Malcolm T instead of the Model T. Well, that was Dewey. Was, uh, well, was, the brother know, was, but the, uh, the right. car. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is, this has been your... See, this is one of the history lessons that I learned in high school. I definitely remember some stuff about it. Did you know how to... You must have known how to type a little bit before you took typing classes. So like I, I could kind of yes. three finger, like thumb and index and middle finger 
like, yes, type uh, typing class was not my fast. introduction to typing. It was probably my introduction to proper typing form, yeah. but I, I had spent a bunch of hours playing typing tutor three or whatever. Oh, and actually learned to, cause I never, I didn't like Into learn to type games. like on the home row until high school. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I tried to, but I, I never really fully got it. Although at this point I think I can type without looking at the keyboard. I still have to look at numbers. I never really internalized where the, and almost always if I have to type numbers, I just use the, the 10 keypad. keypad cause I'm way faster with that than like, it's faster to move my fingers over to the 10 keypad. Sure. Especially cause most of the number typing that I have to do is like phone numbers or like four digit item IDs and stuff. So it's like, eh. man, it was nice learning to type <laughs> like suddenly oh. you could output stuff closer to the speed at which you were thinking it as opposed to the, the speed long hand. at which your terrible meat sticks could <laughs> ministrate a pen. I think the problem is that you've been using uh, meat sticks to hold your pens. Yeah, yeah. You use um, Slim Jims Slim like gyms. chopsticks and put the pen in it. Yeah. Yeah. Is no that wonder not? it takes a long time to write anything. I remember learning that in high school. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> beginning to think that i didn't go to high school <laughs> you went to some sort of weird clown college yeah it was like a like a kind of a hobo encampment where okay. um you did learn a bunch of sigils i did i did uh the meat sticks were handy in case like a dog attacked you while you were writing <laughs> right. something because then you could just throw at one of the meat sticks to make your escape and the sad thing is that you were like writing a poem about how cool that dog was, but then he just turned on you. Um, um, um. Kuwerdi says, please give us the ARG solution. I have no idea what you're talking about, Kuwerdi. A blonde named Farty says, I have an idea for a new curse item to use on other people. It's like the kick me sign, except it puts green stink lines on somebody else's avatar. Pretty good, right? It is pretty good. It it would be better if avatars, like especially all the custom avatars, are so inconsistent. Like, it it might not make any sense. Lupus Four says, "Last week you said the next item of the month is going to be a charter. What will the theme be with this next charter? Or will it be standalone? It's not a charter exactly. Um, it's a it's a bunch of uh, content like a charter kind of. Um, I don't know. Do we?" spoil it it's not it's going to be in preparation for the challenge path so people who know what the challenge path is can probably guess so there you go um you know something else that we should do in preparation for the challenge path the challenge path eat some pizza also oh. the challenge path <laughs> yeah sure pizza can, do you think we're gonna be able to talk jim into getting pizza jim never wants pizza we can try so i was trying to be so health conscious so like, i don't want to eat pizza for every meal i'm like jim stop eating pizza for breakfast yeah I w- I'd be up for pizza. Okay. Maybe we can maybe we can press gang, Jim. Sure. We'll have a pizza draft. Where it's like, <laughs> you put a pizza in front of you, you take one slice and pass the rest of the pizza to the next guy. That's pretty good, actually. You get a lot of different kinds of pizza. Or like, that's when you move real fast by staying behind a big pizza. <laughs> um, or they just pull a lever and a keg of pizza uh, just use some pizza into oh. a into a mug you have to you have to draw a pizza in your sketchbook yep 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, but using a like a mechanical pencil yeah. on a tilted yeah. desk. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. You need a straight edge to get all the slices correct. Mm-hmm. T square. <coughs> Protractor. Yeah. Yeah, to measure to make sure the angles of the so a bunch of pizzas blow in from the outside. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When you 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 forgot to weather strip your oh that'd be pretty good. I wouldn't want to weather weather yeah, strip my pizza slides under the door oh, nice. every once in a while. <laughs> Great. Be it'd be rough if you were like out of town for a couple of months. <laughs> oh, yeah, they <laughs> pile up. Yeah. Yep. And it's right under the mail slot, so it's just like a bunch of a bunch of pizza and catalog sandwiches. <laughs> Oh man, what if the catalog was for? What if you got a pizza catalog? You're like, no thanks. This is just, just I got all the pizza I want, just blowing in. Um, there's the, you get a giant uh eight by eight grid, and one guy has twelve red pizzas, and another guy has twelve black pizzas. <laughs> right. Uh, um, stack them up, king me. I'm yep, a pizza king. Yeah, you make a calzone. Um. No, you make a, I don't know, one of those things where you put a pizza upside down on top of another pizza and then it's just like a giant pizza sandwich but with no catalogs in it. <laughs> you get a bunch of pizzas conscript, conscripted into the army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that was the original sense that I made the joke in. Oh, was it? Pizza I... drafting him. Yeah. We were going to press gang him. And oh, press gang. Right. With Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I had. But I it's had... still good. I mean, it's good to come back around to it. Okay. So uh, we get some closure. Man. Oh, speaking of closure. I don't remember how to end this show anymore. Jambalaya. <laughs> no. That you're thinking of Kakabububalaya, but Kakabububalaya is the way that we end video games hot dog, not the KOL show. Make a pizza out of catalogs. Make a pizza out of farts. There you go. No, it's, it's the no. 2000. Listen, it's, it's 2016. 2016. No farts. That's. What? Yes. What? Yeah. Wow. That is a, that is a fucked up resolution. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I refuse. Uh make a hamburger out of pizzas. <laughs> Enjoy every pizza. Oh, yeah. Enjoy every pizza. That's a good one. All right. Good night everyone. Good night. Have a, have a great week everybody. <laughs> <laughs>